Alrighty, it's Friday. It's time for the iPhone Photo Show. I'm your host, Jefferson Graham. Today we're talking about live streaming on the iPhone, religious services, an entire church service. Chris Warner Carey does it every Sunday with multiple iPhones. And I saw his his setup at the church in Half Moon Bay, the classic community, United Methodist Church, built in, is it 1872, Chris? The uh, original chapel was built in 1872. Yes, it's a beautiful uh, wooden chapel that uh, is a historic landmark. Yes, and it's gorgeous, and we're going to talk about that. Little reminder, today's show is brought to you by our friends at Mylio Photos, and I will tell you all about them in a little bit. Basically, it's software that c- that brings all of your photos together into one place. But first, let's have Chris tell you about how he did this three-camera setup at the historic church in Half Moon Bay. All right. Well, thanks, uh, Jeff. This was uh, born of necessity uh, prior to... The middle of March 2020, we had never done any video live streaming at all. All we had for documenting the services was a uh, MP3 recording of the audio straight from the soundboard. But uh, from the second Sunday in March, when everything went on lockdown, we suddenly had to come up with a method of keeping people connected within the congregation, within the community. And the thing that immediately came to mind was doing a live stream. And so just with what we had on hand, which was the iPhones, very one I am talking into at this very moment, and a tripod in Lisa's office, I should say Lisa Warner Carey is my wife and the pastor of the church. And so for nearly a year, it was just the two of us in her office live streaming. Uh, every week for an hour, uh, we were very fortunate that our musicians were able to use their phones, mostly iPhones, to record musical pieces, and then those musical pieces were edited together and then presented intermittently throughout the service. So we were able to keep a sense of of community connection uh, for that very difficult first year. And as time went on and restrictions were lifted, we began experimenting with other ways of doing this. Uh, First of all, we uh, have an outdoor playground that is sheltered somewhat from the weather. So we began having services outdoors on Sunday mornings. And then we started experimenting with multiple cameras. Uh, It was very complicated and very time intensive set up and tear down every week. And that became uh, unsustainable. Uh, thankfully, we were allowed to return to the inside of the building, and that posed a new set of challenges. The building is uh, not the historic chapel, but the newer sanctuary, which is very large uh, and seats uh, 200 people. And so how were we going to uh, provide a live stream in that setting? Well, we used ended up using three phones, uh, positioned strategically one facing the center of of the uh, main worship space, which uh, was able to capture uh, the pianist, the person speaking at uh, the lectern, and Lisa as she would deliver her message. And she has a habit of wandering back and forth across the platform. And so with a wide shot, we're able to capture that. 
The second camera captured our musicians that were off to the side. And a third camera uh, off from the side of the church just gave a, another angle for, uh, for interest. Okay, just so this. it's it's two iPhones and one Galaxy. So which phones are they? Which iPhones? Well, the iPhones we were using then were two iPhone 8s and an older Galaxy, uh, gosh, an S8. Now, we've just recently upgraded to a newer old iPhone 11, uh, which has actually improved the video quality. Uh, the big challenge was how to get the video out from the iPhones back to our AV production booth, which was uh, a cable run of 60 feet. And we were using 60 uh, feet is a long run for HDMI cables. So we used uh, a lightning to HDMI adapter uh, for the iPhones. And from that, a short HDMI cable to uh, an amazing and handy device. It's a, uh, HDMI to Ethernet adapter, which allowed us then to carry high quality 1080p HDMI and audio uh, more than 150 feet if necessary. Okay, and, and, and this so, is this is all going into a mixer. Uh, what, what's the box that you have in that room? The box in the in the booth is a Blackmagic ATEM uh, Mini Pro HDMI switcher. It allows for four inputs of video and two inputs of audio. So we had three cameras uh, with your cable runs going back into the switcher and uh, multi-channel audio provided by our, our digital mixing board. Uh, and then the fourth channel of HDMI was uh, HDMI out from a MacBook Pro that provided uh, stills and pre-recorded video on occasion uh, to the service. And you, so people, is it the, the reason you're using two iPhones and a Galaxy because that's what was donated? That's what we had. That's what we had in, in desk drawers and in my hand. So we, we looked at purchasing dedicated, uh, uh, very nice PTZ cameras. Those are uh, pan, tilt, and zoom cameras that can be controlled remotely over, over uh, cables or, or wirelessly even. But those cameras were were and still for our, for us, prohibitively expensive. So uh, we stayed with the iPhones and we've been very pleased with the quality of what we've been able to do for very little uh, initial outcome, output of uh, funds. We were also uh, very pleased to receive some anonymous gifts of a new iMac, 27 inch iMac, which made uh, the editing and live streaming process somewhat easier too. Okay, we're going to get into live streaming on Vimeo in a second, but first, you're using is it Filmic Pro? Uh, <laughs> yeah, the app we decided to use uh, came recommended from many uh, videographers who were using uh, iPhones to produce extremely high quality video, uh, including a uh, theatrical production, a movie called Tangerine a few years ago, which was filmed entirely on an iPhone 5 using the software Filmic Pro, which gives you complete control over the video, the white balance, uh, the audio, uh, zooming in and out, uh, many features you would normally find on a professional video camera, all now available on your phone. It also has a companion remote control app, which allows you to control the iPhone from another iPhone, or in our case, an iPad. It allows us to zoom in and out 
and make adjustments to the settings. Okay, so you're able to run the church service on Filmic Pro in a way that you could not do in the native camera app. That is correct. It gave us far more control, uh, far uh, more control over, over the zoom and focus and the white balance especially. The lighting situation is challenging. Uh, we had to bring in uh, another uh, generous person donated a set of theatrical lights, which allows us to have uh, enough lighting. So the video that people see at home is very clear and there's very little noticeable noise from, from low light boosting from the phones. Are you using Filmic on the Galaxy as well? Uh, yes, it comes in, uh, it's an Android or uh, iPhone available app. It's, uh, it's an app that I did not mind paying for because it's been extremely helpful. Uh, and I, I do recommend it when people ask me about what should they be using, uh, this is the app I recommend. Uh, just as a, as a reality check, we were very fortunate in what we were able to do, but many congregations of many different faith traditions uh, have not been or had not been able to come up with a solution to this problem. And so early on, uh, many, many uh, faith communities, especially in rural and underserved areas, uh, had very little resources uh, for live streaming. A, a huge gap was internet access. Maybe there are still many small rural churches and other faith tradition organizations that have very poor or non-existent internet access, which makes uh, it very difficult. I knew of, I knew of a, a colleague who worked in a rural area who pre-recorded their service on Saturday night and then drove 50 miles to a Starbucks to be able to upload it on the Starbucks uh, Wi-Fi so their congregation could watch it on Sunday morning pre-recorded. So it, this it's sounds very like, difficult. It sounds like what I used to do 10 years ago when I'd go to the Consumer Electronics Show and I would film my story and I'd go to Starbucks at 9 and it would get there by 5 p.m. That's it's more or less the same thing. Uh, we were positioned very well uh Two years before the pandemic struck, we had invested in fiber optic internet. So we had a high-speed internet, and also we had expanded our network capability as well. So we were positioned well. Uh, not That's not the case for many smaller congregations. I personally helped three other congregations from different religious traditions at least get a basic system up and running for their congregations. Before that, uh, they had they had no capability whatsoever. Okay, well, we're going to talk about Vimeo in a second. Um, if in a perfect world, would you have three iPhones? Uh, three iPhones would be fine. Uh, I'm sure another iPhone is lying around in someone's drawer, not being used, and that's why I never get rid of old iPhones. Even when I upgrade, I never get rid of the old phone. Always hold on to it as a backup because I'm clumsy and I drop things. <laughs> number one, and number two, they are very handy for just for the situations just like this. Second camera, webcam, mm -hmm. uh, internet browser, mm -hmm. uh, li uh, a little book reader at nighttime, right? Yes. There's so many things you could do with it. I mean, I've been using um, Wi-Fi only iPhones for years. Mm -hmm. And that's right. The ones we're using are, are the, there's no SIM card in them. It's Wi-Fi and the Wi-Fi is turned, when you turn on Filmic Pro, it disables the Wi-Fi so you don't get irritating text messages popping up. Uh, during during the uh, services. 
Okay. Um, let me let me uh, t- tell everybody about Mylio for a, a quick second, and we'll be back mm-hmm. and talk about Vi- Vimeo. Uh, Mylio Photos is software that lets you put all of your photos into one central home, you know, the ones that are spread across phones, tablets, desktops, laptops, or like those multiple iPhones that, that uh, Chris and I have been talking about. Now, you could do that with Apple's iCloud or Google Photos, but you would run out of room quickly, and you would get constantly nagged, upgrade, and spend more money. Mylio is a new twist to cloud backup because it marries a classic home hard drive with online access, do me a favor and go check it out. Mylio has a free 30-day trial at mylio.com. That's a lot more generous than most free trials, which are two weeks. Check it out. And now back to Chris, the most important part, now that he has done the filming, he's got to show it. And there's a lot of different softwares out there, whether it be StreamYard or Ecamm or multiple places, OBS. He chose Vimeo. Tell us why. Well, uh, when we first started out, as I mentioned, in Lisa's office, I had uh, very little experience or zero experience with live streaming. So we did what most people seem to do. We went to Facebook Live. Um, We did that for some months before I became frustrated uh, for for several reasons with Facebook Live. Uh, The video quality was... uh, was iffy. Uh, but the main issue had to do a complicated issue with copyright issues with the music we were playing. Facebook's annoying bots would send us uh, copyright violation warnings just about every week, claiming that the music that they were detecting was was a uh, copyrighted recording, when in fact it was our live musicians playing. And uh, in any case, we we always pay the licensing fees required. So it was just became an annoyance. So then we switched to OBS, which I had heard only about as as a platform used by gamers broadcasting your gameplay. The thing about OBS is it's very it has a lot of interesting features, but you kind of have to figure it out all for yourself. There is a form you can look up things, but it is a little complicated. It was a little over my head at the beginning. It works. Uh, to a degree, and uh, but there was no technical support. If something happened, I would have to uh, figure it out on my own. So finally, we did some research, and we ended up uh, subscribing to a Vimeo plan, a premium plan, which is, is not inexpensive, and I know many organizations cannot afford that. Again, we've had some, uh, some generous folks. But the Vimeo service has been uh, very stable for us. So the uh, black magic box I mentioned, it generates uh, the stream key that uh, comes from Vimeo. And uh, with just a couple of clicks, we're, we're live on, on Sunday morning or for other special events. In fact, our congregation hosted the local Jewish community for their high holy days a few weeks ago. And they used our streaming platform for that. We were happy to provide that service. Why, uh, not, why not just go direct to YouTube live? YouTube has the same problem as Facebook with the copyright infringement violations and uh, it just became much easier to, to Vimeo. It's secure. Plus uh, on more than one occasion, I ran into a technical glitch that I could not figure out. I would write an email literally on Sunday morning in 15 minutes. I would have a response. And that is unheard of on just about any other platform. And yes, so we're you, paying for, yeah, we're so paying you for t- that. Yeah. <laughs> you, you take the Vimeo feed and you stick it on the church's website. But yeah, we have a, uh, there's another, the ultimate place where the folks view it is uh, a service provided 
uh, it gives us a customized uh, page where uh, it, the Vimeo feed ends up there. Plus, it has uh, a chat feature that people enjoy chatting with each other. And we post announcements there. We can also post uh, uh, handouts, essentially flyers that used to go out of paper form. We can uh, post PDFs to this site. People can download them for their own use. We post study guides. Yeah, but uh, where, where, updates. where do people see the service? They see it on a platform called Church Online. Okay. And it's uh, it's it doesn't cost us anything. It has some technical limitations, but it takes the Vimeo feed beautifully. Uh, we what we do is 15 minutes before the service starts, which happens to be 10 o'clock on Sunday mornings. 15 minutes, people can click on the site, uh, which we they all know now, and it's also published on our church website and church Facebook page. We still have a Facebook page, and it goes out on a weekly newsletter email that goes out on Friday, reminders of the upcoming events. Uh, people click on that. Uh, they, they can start seeing uh, previews. They can start seeing, uh, I will sometimes do reruns of previous musical performances and an announcement loop. And so five minutes before, uh, we have 10 or 12 people ready. And then at 10 o'clock exactly, I wave my hand from the back booth and our piano starts the prelude. And then by five after 10 o'clock we're off and running we have then probably within a few minutes we have 35 or 40 folks at home uh, who have joined us all right a few weeks ago i did a newsletter post on how easy it is to stream uh, mm -hmm. all you need is a laptop and a camera and a usb-c cable and uh ethernet into the laptop and you're there and, and if right. you, yeah and you, i think your comment was i had to laugh when i read your piece <laughs> Okay. I had so, to laugh. Okay. There's one camera versus three cameras. It's a whole different animal. It's Church. one camera versus three, and, and the distances involved. And, and the biggest complexity is we have 10 musician inputs. Mm. That's complicated. Okay. Church comes to you and says, Hey, I want to do what you do. What's your, yes. yeah, you sit down and you give them the short version. What, what's your recommendations? What do they need to know after you've gone through every mistake there is? If you, had, if you had to give them three things they need to know, one is good internet. Start there, right? And then what's two and three? Good, good internet. Uh, even more important than good video quality is good audio quality. People will forgive grainy or pixelated video, but if they cannot hear what is being said or spoken or sung, they will tune out very quickly, and that's been true for that's been true forever. And as we know, the microphones on the iPhone and and the Galaxy are not very good. You need to invest in a decent microphone, which you could buy as, for as little as fifty to hundred dollars. We have audio and good internet, and what's three? Audio, internet, and uh, and people even forget that they need something to hold the camera, even a basic tripod. <laughs> So sometimes is as basic as that makes all the difference. Yeah, uh, as, as, as little as $25 at Walmart. Yes. Basic tripods. Um, and because, because once you're inside and you start recording or going live, camera's not going to move. You don't have to worry about a uh, massive wind bl blowing the tripod over. Yeah. So, so stable. So it's the good audio. It's good internet. Uh, People sometimes don't realize that you know, there, our eyes might adjust to the lower levels of light inside of a building. Uh, so some additional lighting is, is often very helpful. Okay. Let's talk about you and your iPhone. 
And uh, mm-hmm. you, uh, you, you're a guy who uh, my wife remembered you as saying, hey, he's that guy with that odd camera because he loves to collect um, not odd cameras, but, you know, first time I met you, you had a, a cool old Polaroid, right? Yeah, and, a Polaroid SX-70, that's right. Right, uh, get the one step. Is that the, yeah. that the one? Get the one step. No, it's the, it's the leather one that folds flat from 1974. Yeah. <laughs> okay, and you've got what? What? What other cameras are in your collection? Well, um, actually, I had out this afternoon. We had some beautiful weather here. Unlike the weather this past weekend, we had beautiful weather today. So I took out my old but beautifully functioning medium format Mamaya six by seven camera. I'm shooting uh, black and white film for a project I'm working on. All right, and Chris <laughs> actually has a working dark room in the church. I do a working really dark cool. room. Yes. But talk to us about uh, your iPhone. What do you do with your iPhone camera? I well, I do. What I do with my iPhone is capture quick things. Uh, I I use it as as a way as a sketchbook. As an artist might use a, a sketchbook for making notes of something I want to photograph with a different camera later on. So if I'm out and about and see an interesting uh, perspective, a landscape view, or some interesting uh, angles on a building, or whatever it might be. I don't always have my main camera is a Nikon D750 and a host of lenses, but I don't always carry that with me. The phone is always with me. So I will use the phone literally as a sketch pad. I will, I will do another number of photos. I have a file on my computer as uh, where I put these photos. Uh, I airdrop them to the computer and I keep those as reminders of projects I want to do, places I want to return to, and photograph again with with other cameras. Okay, so that's one way I use it. Yeah, you live in a family that doesn't agree on which platform to use. Uh, it's it's really funny. It's not like Republican Democrat. It's Android iOS. You're the iOS guy. The wife is the Android lady. How what's yes, that like? And our our sons uh, are are uh, iOS as well. Um, and they are off. They are off in school and and uh, in college. And they have. Uh, they now both have MacBooks and iPhones. <laughs> so, uh, and my wife Lisa, she uses uh, a MacBook Pro as her primary computer. However, uh, the reason she has an Android is a, is a is a very kind of obscure esoteric thing. It has to do with that. Uh, one of the things that she learned from one of her mentors was the database of the church membership is the Holy Grail. You need to have an accurate database. And the software that is most used uh, does not work on iOS. It, it only works on an Android phone. So if she wants to have at her fingertips access to all the membership roster of the church, if she needs to get a hold of somebody, that's only available on an Android at the moment. All right, so, so it, all, it all comes down to religion. All right? comes down to all comes down to practicality of 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 whatever software you're kind of stuck with using legacy software uh, that uh, hasn't been ported to iOS yet. Yeah. Well, the good news is she can't say to you, "Hey, Chris, how do I do this on my phone?" Because you, you don't you don't have a Galaxy. I, and, and honestly, I have no clue how to even turn her phone on. <laughs> so, <laughs> her phone rings and i try to pick it up and answer it for her and i i usually fumble that and i, I lose the call okay. so now now we we know that filmic pro is your favorite video app do you have a favorite yes. photo app on the phone uh well i use uh well the native the native app most of the time i use that uh, i have a bunch of other 
uh, iPhone apps. There's one it's called, uh, oh gosh, what is it? It's a film emulator app. It's called 645 Pro, which is, it gives me 10 different, it gives me, it emulates 10 different film uh, styles and grains and color compositions. So I use that as a kind of a sketch pad as well. If I know I'm going to be photographing something later in film, I can dial in the actual kind of film I will be using, and it'll give me a fairly good preview of what it will look like. Um, you also um, you also have a really nice app for figuring out the sunset, or oh what, right, yeah, let's talk about that one. That that is an amazing app. It's called the Photographer's Ephemeris, and and an ephemeris is a a table. Uh, generated by an astronomical observatory, in this case, the U.S. Naval Observatory. They have uh, the database of the position of the moon and the sun. They originally kept track of those for use in celestial navigation before there were things like Loran and GPS, when mariners had to rely on sextants and a compass to find their position. They had the charts of where the sun and moon would be at certain dates. So the Photographer's Ephemeris is a great app. It's available, uh, I think, just now recently on Android as well and iOS. It shows you the position of the sun and moon from any place on the planet. Uh, the, rise, the rising and setting of both the sun and the moon. It has great features for helping plan photography shots. If you want to know what the shadows are going to look like in a slot canyon, for example, it can show you the projection of the shadows at a certain time. And how, so do, you, I how, how do you spell ephemeris? Ah, I, I actually have to look it up because I, I don't want to misspell it. It is uh, photo of, uh, you go to photo ephemeris, P H O T O. E P H E M E R I S. All right. And now, there's a desktop version. Uh, there's a companion app called Skyfire. If you're interested in photographing the colors of sunrise and sunset, it gives a fairly accurate prediction two or three days in advance of the best uh, times for the sunrise and sunset colors. All right. Uh, Chris, tell everybody how to see your fine work. Well, uh, Gosh, that's a hard question to answer. I have a Substack play, uh, blog, but that is intermittent. It's not where I post everything. Uh, on my Facebook page is where I post some things. I'm a member of a great local photography group here called We Love Half Moon Bay. Half Moon Bay has a ton of great photographers. Uh, yes, and I noticed that they've gotten beautiful pictures with blue skies in them uh, over the past few days. And yes. I'm very envious of that. Yeah, well, when you were visiting us, we had uh, our typical grace guys. Today was beautiful. Um, we have a lot of very talented photographers, uh, some of them who do the astrophotography. Uh, of, uh, we get night, nice, dark skies. About 20 miles south, there's no lights to interfere with viewing the Milky Way. Uh, so it's, it's a beautiful place to go. Pigeon Point Lighthouse, right down yes. the road. We'll be celebrating its 150th anniversary. I believe it's November 14th or 15th. Yes. Uh, and they'll be opening the lighthouse for the first time in 20 years, something like that. Look for Chris on Facebook, Chris Warner slash dash dash yeah. dash. Hyphen, <laughs> Carrie. And I'm Jefferson Graham. You can find me on Twitter at Jefferson Graham. Look for me on YouTube, youtube.com slash TV. I did an episode recently in Half Moon Bay featuring the one and only 
Chris Warner Carey. And, and Lisa. And Lisa, <laughs> who shot some pictures of me on her Android. So yes, please, <laughs> please, please check it out. Thanks for listening. Today's episode was brought to you by Milio Photos. Uh, look for me as well on the iPhonePhotoTeam.com. I'll be back here next week. Thanks, Chris. Thanks, Lisa. And we'll see you all next week. Bye-bye.